Welcome to Turning Point Leadership Podcast with your host, Ron Harvey of Global Core Strategies and Consulting. Ron's delighted you joined us and excited to discuss and help you navigate your journey towards becoming an effective leader. During this podcast, Ron will share his core belief that effective leadership is one of the key drivers towards change. So together, let's grow as leaders. Here's Ron Harvey. Good afternoon. Good afternoon. This is Ron Harvey, Vice President of Global Course Strategies and Consulting. And I'm coming to you today with Turning Point Leadership, the podcast that talks about how leaders grow and when they make the shift to go from taking care of themselves to doing more for others. As we continue to look at what's happening in society, companies are looking for leaders who can navigate change, gain people's trust, and motivate them to do their best work. And so I'm super excited about the guest that we're going to have with us today. And I have Michelle Isabel uh, with Brookfield Properties, the Vice President of Business Development, a good friend that I get to work with quite often, has a wonderful personality. Michelle, it's it's awesome to have you here. Good to have you on the show with us. How are you doing? I'm doing well, Ron. How are you? I'm really excited that you invited me to speak with you today. This is quite the honor. Yes, it is. It's something new that I'm doing, and your name came to mind as I decided to do this. Who can I really bring on the show that will add value to our audience in 20 to 25 minutes? That that will be transparent, that will be open, but also have fun, that people can understand from your role as a vice president of, of business development with Brookfield. So thank you for accepting my invitation, and thank you for joining us. And everybody, hang on. You're in for a treat. You're going to enjoy the energy that Michelle brings to the table. I'll try to ask some questions that's going to be useful for all of us to grow. So, Michelle, I'm excited to get started with this. Are you good? I'm great. Let's let's roll, Ron. Awesome. Awesome. So, Michelle, when you start thinking about it, this is turning point leadership. And everything that, that I tend to do, the work that I play in or the space that I play in, it's all about leadership for me. And there are a lot of things I cover. Leadership is, is what I want this podcast is to help people grow and be more effective from learning from us and the lessons learned or the mistakes made. Uh, probably more mistakes than lessons learned, but I want people to, to grow from just our conversation and the time we have together. When you look back at your leadership to how you operate and do business, what, what is your leadership style? How would you describe it? You know, Ron, I have been asked this question a number of times and most often um, when I'm interviewing um, a a candidate for hire, right? And so I generally will tell them that my leadership style varies. You know, it depends on the person or maybe the group or team that I'm leading at the time. Um, You know, as a leader of sales reps over the years, I found myself being a transactional leader a lot, you know, making sure that I set clear goals um, and that the team members understand clearly how they're going to be rewarded at the end of the day, at the end of the quarter, or at the end of the year. Um, But then there are those times when I would describe myself as a um, delicative leader, right? So Currently, I'm working with a team of very experienced employees, and this type of leadership allows them to really take full advantage of their experience. Um, but I would have to say that I am more often a participant, participative leader. So I like my team to be involved in making decisions. I think that I get more creativity out of them. And it really is, is um, a way to motivate them and keep them inspired. 
Yeah, yeah. So as you, as you look at it, Michelle, and for those of you that are listening, it's important that you're willing to adjust your style based on who you're, who you're taking care of or who you're serving. You know, so it's great to hear that you're, you're adjusting your style based on situation and based on people that are, de- are counting on you, depending on you. Um, and people do count on leaders if they're effective and they're good. What would you contribute uh, or when you think about your style of leadership? What helped you shape your style of leadership over the years? What are some things that took place just for you to start shaping who you're going to be as a leader? Okay, so you're going to laugh at me, but um, (laughs) seriously, raising my sons. So they're so different. They're like night and day. And as a working parent with children who are involved in extracurricular activities, who have different interests and friends, there are times when you can't cook two different meals or take two different vacations or buy a different dog for each child. So I learned early on to involve them in the process. Again, that participative leadership style, involve them in the process. And I insisted that they work together and come back with a decision. You know, um, I found that not many times, that many times my oldest would win you know, but then I found many, many years later is because he was paying off the younger one to agree with him. <laughs> leadership, that's leadership or influence or bribery. Oh my gosh, it is. So, you know, I've spent years negotiating deals. So some of this must have run off, rubbed off on Matthew. So, you know, he was getting paid to agree with Cameron, but at the end of the day, Cameron was getting what he wanted. So win-win. Yes, it's a win for everybody called negotiating. Yes. And so it's, it's awesome because I think sometimes we, we will attribute our style to our professional careers. And I think oftentimes, like you get to develop your kids or, or your family members or your relatives will help you develop your skill set as well as a leader. So it's not just all in the professional space. So I'm glad that you shared that so people understand that you're a human being that happens to be in a leadership role. Um, so when you start thinking of you be, being effective as a leader, um, and I get to see you in different spaces and doing work and, and your team loves you, when did you recognize you had become effective as a leader and what was it that you noticed? Wow. Um, you know, I, I certainly can't give you an exact date or year, but I will tell you that what resonated with me Um, was when I realized the difference between listening to understand versus listening to respond. Um, And it seems like excellent listening skills should just come naturally, but they don't, right? I mean, we're, we're not wired that way, but it seems like it should be easy. Like even in our personal relationships, you know, listening skills are kind of like the thing that gets us in trouble. So Anyone can provide direction, you know, inspiration and guidance, but good leaders take chances and embrace change. You know, so, you know, when I discovered that I was doing all of these things that I'm able to share my passion with people and exhibit confidence in my leadership or my decision-making, you know, I started saying, oh gosh, okay, I think I have this thing down. you know, making sure that I lived up to my commitments um, because integrity is very important. You know, um, gosh, Ron, I remember one of my direct reports. I remember when she came to me and said that you're the best boss I've ever had. 
you know, and of course I said, why, you know, why are you saying this to me? And her response was that I focused on her strengths and her talents, you know, and I challenged her to try new things and consider other ways of handling situations, you know, and when something didn't go quite right, we talked about the results and together we came up with how we might, we might handle that situation differently next time. So it's good when your direct reports come to you and, and tell you things like that. Yeah, I think it's even more important than you telling yourself. I mean, because at the end of the day, I think you can get caught up into tooting your own horn and, and you want to know the people you're leading, how they feel about your leadership and, and, and what's the benefit to them, which kind of tees up the next question really, really well here. When you think about where we are as a society, leadership is, is strictly visual. People are watching us every day, whether they say it or not, um, or, or let us make us aware of it or not. With that being said, what, what are some of the qualities you think a leader really need to possess based on where we are as a society and as a country? What are the top skills? If we're going to be effective as a leader in today's world, what are some qualities that we should bring to the table? Um, you know, again, those listening skills. Yes. You know, I think that's number one. Being able to listen and communicate effectively is will solve will solve about 75% of the problems that we have, if not more, and um, produce better results. You know, I have always said, um, even as a young leader, that um, it's good to surround yourself with people who know more than you. Yes, yes. <laughs> So I, it, it, that's always been important to me. But I mean, you know, those things that are important, like integrity, um, leading by example, you know, those listening, again, I'm going to always go back to those listening skills, because those are, that gets us the results that we're looking for. Yes. Yeah. I think most of us, if we're honest, Michelle, most of us are where we are because we surrounded ourselves with people smarter than us, you know, uh, because it helped us look really, really good. And we took care of them. And if you're an effective leader, you give people an opportunity to be smart. Um, you give you, you put people in position. As I, I like to say, oftentimes, are you intentionally making space for people to be brilliant? You know, and I think leaders oftentimes it happens, but they're not intentional about how do I help Michelle? be brilliant at what she does. Where do I create the space for that? You know, and listening is, is huge because I don't know where we learn to effectively listen to the person that's in front of us it, because we're so busy now. We have so much data coming at us and we're, and we're pulling so much and we're so active and engaged in social media or emails or whatever you want to call it. We're overwhelmed with data. So listening has, has really you know, dropped off drastically for leaders. So as you think about someone that you're grooming or you're looking at leaders that are coming behind us that we, we should pass the torch to us someday, what is it something that you wish someone had told you when you were a younger leader that would have saved you a lot of heartache and pain? Um, you know, I would say um, to, to make sure that I frequently and consistently recognize achievements um, because it's one of the most powerful habits of inspiring, you know, your, your team. Um, it's not just about the paycheck or the bonus. You know, let's be real. No one's going to say, no, thank you, Michelle. You can keep the paycheck this week or, you know, I don't need this bonus. Um, but, you know, consistently recognizing people's achievements, what they've done, what they've excelled at, just... Um, lets them know that you, that they're valued and that they're appreciated. And that boosts morale. 
Yeah. As you, as you think about leadership, it's super important. It adds value to people. Um, you know, when you think about the turning point, we're taught when we're coming out of school or coming out of college and we're chasing dreams and careers. We're taught to go after degrees. We're, we're taught to go for promotions and to make them, you know, the maximum amount of money that you think you're worth in, in workplace. We're trained and taught that. That's, that's, that's done. What I'm suggesting for us in, in this podcast or turning point leadership, there comes a time when we stop focusing on us and focusing on making an impact in society. When did that happen for you? If this happened, when did it shift for you? And when did you notice that that changed from making it all about what you can achieve to the impact you can have? Goodness, um, the Im impact on society was actually when I started leading the program Partner to Empower. Yeah. You, know, um, you know, up until then, I, you know, I know that I always impacted the company's bottom line. I mean, I have had a very successful career with Brookfield. I've been with Brookfield for um, 21 years now. And, and so, you know, society, I mean, have I really affected society? I don't know. I guess, I mean, you know, bringing in quality retailers to your mall, you can say that you're affecting the community. But um, with the um, development and the 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 um, implementation of partner to empower, like Ron, this has been the most impactful thing that I have ever done. Im most impactful thing that I have ever done. I mean, this program is changing lives. Yes. Yeah, and I, and, I, and and that's the part where it begins to shift um, as leaders begin to say, "Hey, it's not about what I can, you know, look at the bottom line or the spreadsheet or the profit margins." It's like, what am I going to actually do that outlast me that allows me to do something that people can't do for themselves? And I think we all have that moment in life where we're mature enough to do it and we're not caught up in all the things that are self-service or, or self-gratifying or self that we begin to do something different. So with that being said, what, what would you tell a new leader coming up today? What, what advice would you share with them? You know, let your team or, or let your new employee know who you are, you know, what your expectations are. You should set those um, very, make that, that very clear early on. Um, be visible and approachable. I think a lot of leaders don't do that. You know, they're not approachable, that people see them as a person that they can't get in front of or that they're afraid to engage, you know, engage with. Um, meet with your key employees on a regular basis so that they stay engaged, you know, so that they're aware of change and can embrace change um, easier than if, you know, they're only seeing you once a month or once a quarter, you know, and of course, important, it's to lead by example. Yes. You know, yeah. if, if, you, if you have standards, if you have expectations, if you have goals, um, you should be leading by example and, and um, you know, uh, having these conversations with your employees so that they are staying engaged with you and, and delivering on those expectations, you know, and also making people understand what your priorities are. Yes. You know, you could have a list of 15 or 25 goals or even three, but what are the priorities? Yes. You know, what's important? 
um, making sure that they understand what your values are, your, your core values. You know, for me, owning it is very important to me. And it's one of Brookfield's core values. I think that, you know, when you, um, most effective leaders understand that people must have some ownership to do their best work. Yes. And so owning it is very important and allowing your team to own what they do. You know, create a buzz. Yes. <laughs> Keep it exciting. Yes. You know, work should never be, oh, here we go again. We're doing the same old thing every day. And then, of course, communicate with your employees regularly. Don't leave them hanging. If they're waiting on an answer, make sure you respond quickly. Yes, yes. I mean, if you're listening to this, I mean, phenomenal tips. Michelle just went down the list. I'm having a real conversation about what does it take for to be effective, you know, and, and be able to take care of the people that are, that are around you, that are counting on you every day. And so, Michelle, you mentioned earlier, I mean, you know, vice president, you know, business development, but you're also vice president of Partner to Empower. And so as we begin to close and come to an end here, I don't want to miss the opportunity for those that are listening to us. Tell us something in about Partner to Empower that you mentioned earlier. What would you share with the with our listening audience? I'm glad you asked, because you know I can talk about Partner to yes. Empower all day long. You know, it's a program um, that was developed after the murder of George Floyd um, to help provide resources to Black and minority-owned business owners to open stores in our malls. And, um, you know, our goal is to help break down the barriers of systemic racism. You know, we can't fix the problem by ourselves, but certainly Brookfield can contribute to breaking down those barriers. We do business with black and minority business owners all the time. We always have over the years, but the intent of Partner to Empower is to make sure that they're successful. You know, that they are growing with us, expanding with us, either opening their first brick and mortar or opening their second, fifth, 10th brick and mortar with us. So it's an opportunity, again, to provide resources to people who may have not been able to receive them in the past. Wow, wow, phenomenal program and, and, and awesome opportunity and happy to work with you on the project. I have two questions for you, Michelle, one that I have not touched. What would you tell a female leader that's coming up? Because it is a different, it's, it's, it's different for a female leader as a male leader, and we haven't gotten there yet. What would you share with a female leader that may be struggling and trying to find a way or trying to find the support? What advice would you share with a, a young female leader, the young version of a Michelle? The young version of a Michelle. You know, um, ask lots of questions. Keep asking questions. Um, make sure that you're putting yourself out there. Um, you're not going to in be invited to the table. So make sure that you put yourself <laughs> at the table. You know, um, make sure that you're constantly promoting your value, how valuable, what you bring to the company. You know, um, don't, don't just sit back and be quiet. People need to know who you are. They need to know that you have a voice. Um, and there, of course, is a professional way of doing that. Yes, yes, right? yes, yes. <laughs> yeah. And, and, and as I'm listening to you share, Michelle, what I, what, I, what I hear when you make that statement about showing up, speaking up, standing up and, and letting people know what you bring to the table. So often people shrink back to safety. They, they go to what's safe and, and leadership is risky. 
And, and you got to be willing to take some of those risks if you're going to get to where you want to go. At. So leadership is risky. So I don't want anybody to think that leadership isn't. It is, but they're calculated risk. So don't go make very, really bad decisions just because you can. There are calculated risks that you'll have to take to be successful. The other question I have for you is, how do people find out about Partner to Empower? Oh, easily. You can go to our website, which is partnertoempower.co, that's C-O, not C-O-M. And there is um, a lot of information there. You can even sign up for our newsletters um, or you can email me at Michelle, M-I-C-H-E-L-L-E dot Isabel, I-S-A-B-E-L at bpretail.com. That's boypaulretail.com. Awesome, awesome. So let me make sure it's right. So is it partner two with the number two or is it partner with T-O to empower? Great question. Thanks for asking. It's partner two T-O empower. Awesome. 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 Well, Michelle, thank you for, for taking the time at Michelle Isabel Brookfield Properties, you know, vice president of business development and also vice president of partner to empower. It's been phenomenal. Is there anything that you would leave the audience with as we close out today? Yes, I would say that, you know, going back to that um, second to last question that you asked me, you know, um, again, speaking to the younger version of me, align yourself with other people. You know, again, when I said ask questions, um, find someone who can mentor you in leadership. Um, it can be another woman, of course, and it can also be a man, you know, but find those people who maybe share the same values that you have, who can um, work with you. Yes, yes. Thank you, Michelle. It's been a phenomenal to interview you and have you on the podcast. Again, everyone, this is Ron Harvey, Vice President, Chief Operating Officer of Global Core Strategies with Turning Point Leadership Podcast, uh, where we will be a show, uh, having a show every other week and on Wednesdays. And so we're super excited. We're launching on the 26th of July. That's a special day for everybody. If it's, if it's not put it on your calendar, it should be. So thank you, Michelle Isabel, Ron Harvey. We're signing off. Thank you for joining us. And we look forward to the next time. Until then, everybody have a wonderful day. Thank you. We hope you enjoyed this edition of Turning Point Leadership with your host, Ron Harvey. We're so glad you joined us. Remember to join us every first and third Mondays and expect to receive real answers for real leadership challenges. Until next time, make a difference where you are and with what you have. There are those who are counting on you for effective leadership. <music>